if you ask me if you should do it, I will say no. And then only the people that do it anyway are the people that should be doing it. Hello, and welcome to Good Bad Show. My name is Andy. This is Andy in the morning, and I'm Matt in the afternoon. <laughs> or Andy in the morning and Matt in the afternoon simultaneously? I don't know. I feel like that would be, be a good name for a morning yeah, Here zoo. we are at exactly noon, and I'm turning over the show to Matt. This is Andy in the morning, and it's now, oops, uh, 12.01. Gotta go. It's Andy the alligator and Matt the marsupial. <laughs> You know that alliteration. Is that what you're supposed to do? You have to say yeah. You have to say some some silly animal names that, that nailed uh, it. Yeah, I got it. That is not my experience of morning zoo radio. I mean, I guess it's right there. It's called morning zoo radio. So yeah, that's what it's called, right? I didn't make that up, did I? Andy the Love Sponge. Did you listen to the local morning radio show in your hometown when you were growing no. up? No, no. I did listen to a lot of just AM AM radio, like late at night, uh, just whatever was on, but never the morning shows. But I, I mean. I would always just have, like, I'd always listen to Love Line at night with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla, if you remember that show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a great old radio show. Uh, when I say old, old now, not old timey. Look, we're thing. old, man. But stuff, stuff from our childhood is now officially old, I think. I'm, I'm but making na- the call. Then I remember if you just lift the radio on, eventually they start talking about aliens. So Wait, really? Yes. I don't think it. I guess AM radio is probably a different situation. Yeah. I think that was Art Bell. Didn't he die recently? I don't really remember a lot about the show. I just remember they talked about aliens, and I was like, "What is this weird show?" The uh, I actually did listen to the the morning radio show uh, in Philadelphia, and I'm really struggling right now to remember either the name of the station or the name of the morning radio show because it was like it was my alarm clock for many many Philly years. Philly Boy Roy on WFAN. No, no, no. Philadelphia Morning Zoo Radio, 1990s or 2000s, I guess is probably. Like, is, like I, I want to say Y102 or Y104 or... <laughs> I'm just Gosh. imagining uh, Terry Gross doing a silly shock jock voice, uh, but on WHYY. Was it that? Was it just Terry Gross doing it a silly voice? It was definitely not Terry Gross on WHYY. I'm currently scrolling down a list of 25 memorable <laughs> DJs and radio performers from Philadelphia. I'm assuming... Maybe somebody from this radio show will You're be mentioned. You're listening to Terry Gross, and this is Fresh Air. <laughs> uh, yeah, that wasn't it. No, not that. Come on. Come on, article. Don't let me down. Oh, gosh, let me down. 25 memorable radio DJs, and apparently none of the ones that I'm used to are the ones that no, well, Here's knew. the problem. You looked up 25 memorable radio G- DJs. Clearly, you're trying to think of an unmemorable radio DJ. For the one That's that I can't want. remember. Yeah, touche. I see your point. I'm caught in a logical fallacy. You've got yeah. me. <laughs> anyway, it was like typical Trashy Morning Zoo radio. Uh, the thing I remember most from it uh, was that they would do this thing called War of the Roses. Are you familiar with War of the Roses? I'm not. I don't know. War of the Roses. I think, I don't know. I don't think this was exclusive to the local Philadelphia radio station, nor do I think they invented it. I think this was like a thing lots of radio stations did, what they would do is they would call, you know, uh, well, people would call in and say, hey, I think my partner is cheating on me. And they would say, all right, let's get to the bottom of this. And what they would do is the person who called in would give them their partner's like phone number. Uh, and then they would call and have one of the DJs on the radio while the call was on the air say like, hey, we're calling you from like local florist or whatever. And I actually think the, the bit was sponsored by a real local florist. Uh, and they would say, we're calling from this local florist. We're running a promotion right now. We're just giving away, you know, 20 
uh, uh, 20 dozen roses or 20 like sets of dozen roses and your name was pulled out of a hat. So uh, just tell us where you want these roses to go. No cost to you. Give us the name and, uh, and, and the address and we'll send these roses off. The idea being that if the person right, says they, they want to send the roses the to person. anybody else... Yeah. It's not, you know, their mother or their partner, uh, then you, you caught them in the act. Uh, yeah. And then the, the, th- the person that called in and reported their partner as Pinto cheating was always also on the line being quiet. And then as soon as they said, like, yeah, send those, you know, roses to Danny, the person would start flipping out and yelling. That's all I remember about. That's how I woke up most mornings in high school. Huh. That seems like a horrible segment. Yeah, Why would you want to sponsor that? Why would you want to sponsor the breakup of a marriage? It seems like a bad, a bad spot for the. Oh, I don't think I don't think these were marriages. Most of them, I don't <laughs> okay. think that's how this went down. Okay. Uh, but yeah, it was. Uh, I don't know. It was interesting to me how many people fell for it. I was like, I would be so suspicious if somebody called and said they just had free roses. I would be like, uh, no thanks, I'll pass. Especially if you're if you're wandering through life with a huge secret. Yeah, well, yeah, but that, that's my rule. You know, that's why I just I never tell lies. That way, you never have to think about you know whether you should lie to a new person or not. I don't know. It's weird. Also, like I don't think it was pre-recorded, uh, but like I'd never heard one where like the person said, "No thanks, I don't want to send the roses off to anybody." Or maybe it happened once or twice. I don't remember. Hmm. Wouldn't it have to be pre-recorded? Because wouldn't they have to edit out the part where they said, "Hey, you're on the radio, and we want to record you," or is that that's part of the bit? Is that you're on a radio station? Uh, I don't know if they ask these people. I don't know if that's how that works. That's not how that works? I, I feel like no when clue. you call someone, you have to be like, you're on a recorded line. Well, Or, hey, you're on this radio station. Technically, it's not necessarily recorded. It's a broadcast line. You might not be recording it. Who knows? Hey, that's a good point. <laughs> anyway, this is not what we're talking about today, Matt. We are not talking about shock jocks and morning zoo radio. Are we talking about the wing bowl? That's the thing I know about Philadelphia morning zoo radio. The wing bowl was huge. You are correct. The Wing Bowl was huge, and it's actually very close to what we are going to talk about, even though we're not going to talk about the Wing Bowl. Are we just going to talk about wings? Because I love wings. I want to talk about a shared love of yours and mine, uh, <gasps> and, this, and this love is hot sauce. That is close. That is really close it's to very wings. Very close to wings. You, this is the closest you've ever got to actually guessing the topic. I mean, I think, I, like, the Wing Bowl and hot sauce is one degree of Kevin Bacon away. You're think, you, you think we should count it. You think we should say you actually guessed I it. I said one degree. I didn't say zero degrees. Okay. Okay. Sure. When I get zero degrees from Kevin Bacon, then you tell me. Matt, hot sauce. Uh, hot sauce. You love hot sauce. I do. Why do you love hot sauce? In fact, I have too much of it. <laughs> uh, I do love hot sauce um, because I... I don't know. why. Wait. Why do I love it? Let's see. It's Maybe not an easy question. because I was bored with food. <laughs> Maybe because I like a challenge. Maybe because I honestly think it started with I like a challenge uh, because once you find out that you can go like once you get into that world and you're like, oh, there's one hotter. There's one hotter. Hey, there's one even hotter. Um, I'm willing to go to an absurd degree just to figure out what this whole thing is about. Uh, remember that long, long, long time ago? Yeah, we you love figuring out what the whole thing is about. Yeah. Remember a long, long time ago when we recorded a little Zan episode mm-hmm. months and months ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a good example of how I really like getting to the bottom of these weird things. You know, uh, if just, you tell me that there's the hottest hot sauce, I'm going to go seek it out. I appreciate that adventurous nature of yours. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good attribute to have. Why do you like it? Because it just tastes good, or are you also a heat seeker? Well, so this is, this is what I want to get to, because I think you and I are coming at this from slightly different angles, perhaps, but I don't necessarily know that our like fundamental enjoyment of the thing is actually any different. So mm. when did you get into hot sauces? Because I feel like you were not a hot sauce guy... When I first no. met you, I feel no. like it's a past like year and a half, two years, Matt thing. I think that's exactly it. I think that's about well, the last two years, maybe. I think is what did it. 
Yeah, like there, uh, there were inklings of hot sauces when we uh, we had our normal party week uh, yep. last yep. year. There was, yep. but there was not like you know, there wasn't a whole swath of collection. This time, you basically came with like a suitcase and you opened it up, and it was just yes. all your hot sauces. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, it didn't uh, it didn't hurt that a couple times, the last couple times I visited Brooklyn, either with state our friend Stacy or Mark, I went to the Heatnist uh, hot sauce shop where they just have like walls and walls of stuff that you can buy and try. That yeah, I hurt. hope they have extensive taste testing there. That would be they do. very important. You just pick anything up off the wall, you bring it up to the counter and say, I want to try this. And they open it up and they give you a little uh, spoonful. Wow. Uh, and Sounds so fun. I got to try pretty much everything. And then I've done that a couple of times. And then I either buy one there or I get on the website. And then here, I'm going to tell you something fun, Andy. If you ever let your family and friends know that you like a specific thing around Christmas time, you're going to get 10,000 versions of that thing. So, I see. Yeah. So that really kicked it into overgear. Overgear. Well, what are you supposed to do? Everyone's now you have favorite 10, You have 10,000 sauces. What are you supposed to do? Not try them all? You got to eat them all. Yeah. So I only have 9,000 left, but I got through a good thousand or so. So you describe your, your initial draw to this was just like the novelty and the challenge of like, there's this edible thing that some people find intolerable uh, and is going to try and hurt me a little bit. Can I, can I ride the dragon? I pretty much will do that with anything. Like, if you tell me that there's a food that's too spicy, I mean, not in my whole life, but I've always been a somewhat adventurous eater. But at this point in my life, if you tell me that it's, like, too spicy or too sour or it's, like, here's a booze that people use to trick other people. Uh, here's malort. Yeah, I was, basically that is what I was going to say. Um, I'll try it, you know? I want to know what that's all about. Yeah, I've become a big trier of all things, too, in my adulthood. Uh, basically, like, starting at college, I just started to try everything. Yeah. I think my, um, I think my history with hotness is a little different than yours, because I actually don't really have, like, a long history with hot sauces. That is not my normal experience of spiciness. Okay. But I definitely had uh, a, many phases in my life uh, where I was basically cooking food that should have been graded as a like chemical weapon more than actual <laughs> edible food. Okay. I remember a specific phase we had a, when I lived with my roommates after college, we all liked to cook and uh, we got in the habit of like picking a dish and then cooking it like every night for a while, more or less every night uh, basically yeah. because it's much easier to buy the ingredients for the same thing in massive quantities than it is to like go to the grocery store and buy a bunch of different ingredients. Sure. And then once you like, and then also this was like a way for us to really truly like fundamentally learn how to cook something. Like if you cook something from a recipe once, you're never going to remember anything about it. If you cook something from a recipe four times, maybe you start to have an inkling of it. But if you cook the same thing every single night for three weeks, then you know how to cook that thing and you probably won't forget. Uh, and we did <laughs> once, one summer we did this with pad Thai and we had this like big old jar of like dried Thai chilies and, uh, we just basically like over the course of three weeks made pad thai almost every night and every night it was like throw in just one more pepper this time <laughs> until it got to the point where like i think we had somebody over as a guest uh towards the end of our pad thai run and the person was like this is inedible like i cannot eat this and i like spicy food and we did not realize how much we had moved our own our mm. own bar our own tolerance by kind of cooking this food for ourselves actually how uh, much did you move like You've now you've now done that, and you've tried some of these novelty hot sauces. Is, was it to the point of like s some of those farther, like uh, like a novelty? You'd never actually eat this as a human being. You'd only buy it as a joke. Things or was it well, still see, food? I, I never thought it was actually that bad because we were doing it like incrementally every night. So we mm -hmm. just kind of got used to it. Like it actually became tolerant of it. But there definitely was a point where it was like, you know, 
the sensation in your mouth was much closer to like physical pain than to like, you know, you felt like you were actually, you maybe tasted a little bit of blood, you know, like, like, yeah, okay. like, like that kind of spiciness. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I, I generally am not a fan of turning food into a novelty. Uh, that's something I kind of reject. And I think there is something to the person that like, you know, carries their own hot sauce around and throws it on all their meals. That's kind of like, you're just ruining all that food. <laughs> like yeah. now everything just tastes like your hot sauce and nothing tastes like food anymore. But I do have, I also have like, uh, I am both a huge fan of of uh, hot sauce challenges. I also hate things like ranch that, honestly, I only like ranch if it's on bad food. I would never put ranch on food I consider to be good or that I enjoy. You see, you see ranch as an equalizer. It, ranch is a cover is, is a cover up. Sure, it's like uh, it's you, the you just put it on anything you want to taste world. like taste like only ranch, and I don't care for that. You know? Yeah, yeah, I see you. Yeah, I think it's definitely like this mentality is kind of adjacent to that. But here's the thing, Matt. Having been on many a deep spicy quest, there is also some true, some true sensations to be experienced. Like I truly believe that if you are able to move your tolerance up a little bit, you do get to taste food in a different way and like appreciate things that people that are too fixated on the spiciness just can't appreciate. Yeah, uh, and that that to me is like what I really like about it now as an adult. It's like oh, I've realized that I can appreciate this thing way more if I get over this like seemingly surface level, uh, like repellentness of this food it's trying to get me to not eat it by being too spicy. And I say, no, I will eat you regardless. And then you can, you can taste new flavors. Yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. And we, uh, we also bought some fancy hot sauces and I've just been kind of like working my way up the hot sauce ones. And tonight I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go for the, the charcoal ghost pepper one and just pour that all over this taco I'm having. Uh, and you know, it's good. It's good stuff. I was sitting there eating it over the sink thinking, talking about this tonight this is what i want to talk about it's hot sauce yeah i know and i do i think there's something to be said for like i probably wouldn't put you know one of the extra spicy super flavorful hot sauces on uh you know tacos i spent all day on but if it's like a regular old taco and then you put that on that's pretty good you know like i think it's just acknowledging that some there are some times where the flavor of the hot sauce works really well with the food but there's also a lot of hot sauces where like that is now the new flavor and you, like, that's the thing you're tasting now. And I think that's the fine line that a good hot sauce walks, right? Like, spicy is not a flavor in the canonical, you know, range of flavors. You got your sour, your sweet, your bitter, your savory, and your umami. None of yeah. those are spicy. Spicy is none of those things. So uh, I think that, you know, a lot of cooking is balancing, to some degree, those five things. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times a good, like, hit of heat it kind of works like salt in some ways, right? Like salt, mm, yeah. if you put it on food, like usually just kind of like makes it taste more like the thing to a point. And then after that point, now it just tastes like salt and you made, you know, something bad. But yeah. but in moderation and in, in, under a controlled environment, uh, I think it really does kind of open up the flavor of something and add to it. And here's the thing I was thinking about hot sauce. First of all, I should say, I did some reading about hot sauce. Uh, and my thought was like, hot sauce is one of the only axes of food right uh you have you know the sweetest things the saltiest things the fattiest things uh it's one of the only axes of food that you can like explore with no nutritional ramifications right? oh meaning it's like it has like no calories there's not really anything in it you can just like put it on your finger and eat it you can put it on whatever 
Well, yeah, like uh, the the capsaicin, which is like what most hot sauces, most spicy things are conveying heat through the capsaicin in these different peppers. Yeah. Like that doesn't have any nutritional value one way or the other, right? It's no right. calories. It's just a thing that makes your mouth feel spicy. Uh, so and, you get and to, my other my other understanding of it is is also not actual. It's not actual pain. You're not actually hurting yourself. It's the sensa- It's like mimicking pain. So you're not actually even really. Like I've I've heard people be like, oh, is this going to hurt me? And my understanding of it is you're not actually damaging anything, you're just feeling the sensation of pain, but it's kind of a trick on your brain. Oh sure, I mean I think it, it is definitely real pain, right? Like pain is just the sensors that your 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 nervous system sending pain signals to your brain through your through your uh, you know little nodes. But to your point, it's not injurious. You're not like most pain is because you broke a bone or you scratched right. your skin or something. And this is not actually injuring you. It's just triggering those pain receptors. You're not actually stabbing a spike through your tongue, something that has to heal. Like, I don't think you're literally burning your taste buds off. You're just getting the sensation of pain without any of the other things that would come with it. Yeah, there's, there's probably a limit to that, right? Because like pepper spray does have medical <laughs> medical effects. Like, oh, yeah. I, didn't, ingested, I don't even put like, it in your eyes. I mean in your mouth. Sure. Uh, it's probably a limit to that, but I think for the most part, I mean, anything that is within the realm of like culinary spicy, uh, I don't think you're going to have any real biological side effects from it that are, you know, have nutritional detriment, which I do wonder, I guess maybe some of those extracts can, I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do to you. I've heard people talk about real pain from like the, the chemical versions of these things. Yeah. Don't mess around with chemicals, people just, but just, just peppers, just take them off a plant and eat them. But, Make uh, a mash. but, uh, but yeah, so it's like uh, it's this one thing where you can you can explore the like deepest, like furthest, most extreme reaches of the spectrum, and it's not like you run the risk of dehydrating yourself because you ate the saltiest mm-hmm. pickle in existence, uh, or you know uh, the saltiest pickled whatever, or like you know you ate the sweetest thing and now your teeth are rotting out and you're going into a diabetic coma. Like uh, there's something really interesting about that to me that it's like this free roll, like you just. Go ahead, make it as spicy as you want. Like, it's not going to be unhealthy for you. And there's actually been some research to indicate that there are some mild to moderate health benefits from eating spicy food. One of them is just that it appears to, like, raise your metabolism and cause you to, like, burn extra calories for 20 to 30 minutes after you eat something really spicy, which I think you can feel biologically. Like, it feels, sometimes you feel actually warm, and it's because your body is actually (laughs) actually burning extra stuff because of this weird sensation. It's just a sauna in a bottle. So when you were a kid, did you like spicy things? Mm, not particularly, but I also wasn't really, it's just my family didn't really cook with a lot of spice, but I would eat anything, you know? Oh, so it interesting. Didn't, it, it wasn't really around, but also anything that was around, I was pretty open to eating. Like I, I, it was a stark contrast between me and my brother where he would only eat like Chef Boyardee over and over again. And my parents would be like, this is sushi. I'd be like, cool, I'm going to eat that. Um, so I didn't care for spicy, but also it just never came up. Yeah, I also did not grow up with spicy food, and I actively disliked it, and I did not you eat almost anything. You were a picky eater, right? I was extremely picky don't growing you think, up. Don't, don't you think you're a super taster or something? You had some weird, uh, yeah, some definitely weird some, food things? Yeah, definitely some brand of super taster, and also I was just a picky dude uh, yeah. growing up. But um, yeah, I, I felt when I was a kid, and I say kid, like up until and through high school, I felt like spicy food was... I, I felt the way then about spicy food that I now feel about like coffee and smoking cigarettes where it's like that thing is actively bad why would you force yourself to like like it yeah such that you can like benefit from whatever like you know i i feel like coffee is an acquired taste which is a nice way of saying that people 
no one actually likes the taste of straight coffee. People trick themselves into drinking it with sugar and cream until they eventually mm-hmm. become accustomed to it uh, because they get some other benefit from it, right? Right. Like they taste it, like they get, they get the energy, and that's helpful for them in their life. Uh, cigarettes, I can't explain. I guess you want to look cool, and it actually, I've heard it feels good. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't understand it. Uh, and I feel like now I can say from like a, from, I can say from like, I feel like spicy food is a thing that everyone should give a try. And it's the kind of thing where you can scale it to your own, you can scale it to whatever you, whatever you're comfortable with, right? Like if the spiciest you can go is a little bit of like crystal hot sauce or secret aardvark or whatever, uh, then like go for that. Uh, but I think pushing your limits is like really, like I said, it's like one of the only things where it's kind of a free roll. Like you just, why wouldn't you try this? Like to pick a meal that's like otherwise unremarkable, spice it up a little bit, see how you feel about it. And then maybe push the limits and keep going and see, see where you land. The one, actually, you know, my introduction to it was not that I even thought about it at the time, but I remember it was a very big deal that there was like a wing restaurant that opened near my neighborhood and that became the coolest place to go. Uh, and they did wings and they did very good boneless wings, which I think is, a, now I know is a rarity. Most people just serve a boneless wing. They have like a chicken nugget dipped in buffalo sauce, but this place does a good boneless wing. But anyway, they were actually taking wings and deboning them and then like reconstituting them and deep frying them. No, I think they were just taking like a chicken breast or something, but they just right. did it in a way that didn't it didn't taste like a McNugget dunked in a in a sauce, you know, right, which I think is the majority of of what a boneless wing is. But I feel like that was one where uh, I feel like the even if you get a mild buffalo wing, you can't really get a wing without there being some sort of spice involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was that was certainly an introduction to it, which I was totally cool with. Where I feel like maybe there are other foods I wouldn't have been, but that's that's a kind of food where it's integral and it's also very accessible. It's not like a even if you're a picky eater, it's not a weird new food to try, despite the fact that it's just covered in hot sauce, which is kind of a weird. Uh, I don't know. I feel like that's a that's a different kind of American food. There's not a lot of American foods where they're just covered in a spice. Yeah. Yeah, wings are definitely, like, one of the main vectors of hot sauce. And I got to say, I'm actually not a big fan of wings. Oh, I feel man. Like it, Why? I feel like it's one of the worst ways to eat chicken, and I feel like it's one of the worst ways to get a spicy meal. Maybe it's just novel. I mean, maybe it's just nostalgia for me, but I love wings. Mm. Uh, I did just describe how the coolest place to hang out when I was a kid was the wing place, but is it not, it's not delightful? I think it's just the best. I like getting wings. I like making my own wings. I like experimenting once I make my own wings. I make my own sauce out of all the weird novelty hot sauces that I have. That's a great place to try your weird hot sauces. I think everything about it is great. And it's cheap food. Well, I got to try your chicken wings then. I will. I can't really cook anything, but I can definitely cook chicken wings, and I will make you some, and I think you'll be... I don't know if you'll be impressed. You make better food than I do, but you won't die. Is that, uh, that is that something you can count on? Me. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I, I want to try your chicken wings. I mean, it was not a part of my childhood. Like, I can't, like, the first time I had chicken wings couldn't have been any earlier than, like, high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even then it was, like, very, very rare and then, like, extremely rarely in college. Like, I could probably count, like, less than two dozen times in my entire life that I've had chicken wings, probably. Yeah. Uh, so it's not a thing I have any nostalgia for. And then whenever I have it, I'm like, this is messy to eat. It's like kind of like one dimensional in the flavor right like it's just chicken there's nothing else involved no other ingredients no other like well, you just get a big basket of chicken sauce. wings it's the hot sauce right right like it's got hot skipped sauce over the it. main it's not just the chicken it's the sauce andy i just want my spicy chicken to be 
already deboned for me, uh-huh. braised, and in a taco with pickled onions and like a little cheese and mm. some tomatoes. Like that's how that's how I want my chicken to be delivered. What about some... just like a hot chicken? What about just like a, a fried hot chicken? No, I I would be interested in a fried hot chicken. I've never had the like canonical hot chicken, you know, like the mm-hmm. southern dish uh, yeah. that is becoming popular and all the white people are now making yeah uh, we've officially reappropriated spicy chicken good job white people yeah uh, i have not had like a canonical hot chicken in a place where that is the cultural norm i suspect i would like that quite a bit uh, i i had that recently i did like that quite a bit and uh i also because because that's not slathered in sauce on the outside right that's like no. it's hot sauce either in the under the batter or in the batter itself and then it's deep fried so it has the consistency of a fried chicken but then it's crazy spicy right right exactly that yes yeah that sounds good yeah, it is good. It'd be less messy, and then you could just like have some fries next to it. Uh, you'll still make a mess. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You're going to make a mess. Yeah, I made a mess. Anyway, spicy food. Not bad for you. Potentially good for you. And it's a, it's a free play. It's, it, it is a free spectrum upon which you can explore with, uh, with no ramifications to yourself, which is so rare. So rare. I feel like we were starting to give people a little intro into what to do if they're not into this. Where, where should they start, Andy? Oh, I mean, I would find a food that you like that is conducive to spiciness, whether that is like an Asian noodle dish, whether that is chicken wings, whether that is tacos, uh, whether that is an Indian dish, uh, like a like a, a braised kind of like stew thing. Uh, you know, find something that you like. It's a food you would, you enjoy, where it's spiciness is a part of the identity of that food to some degree, and just start ratcheting it up a little bit. Uh, I, I recommend doing this in your own home too. Like you can always go to a restaurant and order something spicy, but you really mm-hmm. honestly never know what you're going to get. Like mm-hmm. I've been to restaurants where, you know, they're like, how spicy do you want it? And I say, they say out of 10 and I say, make it a 10. And they look at me and say, are you sure? And I say, yeah, I'm sure. Give me the 10. And then they bring it out and it's like not spicy at all. And I've been to places where they say, how spicy do you want it? And I say, what's your scale? And they say, I don't know, one to five. And I'm like, give me a three. And then it like, you know, knocks your socks off. So <laughs> it depends on what the kitchen's doing that day. And, uh, you know, what their opinion is of whether or not you're going to be mad when they bring you spicy food. Uh, but yeah, I would say do it in your own kitchen if you can, even if that's just getting a hot sauce that, you know, is appealing to you and sticking it on food that you, you know, order out if cooking is not your thing. What's your starter hot sauce? Uh, see, you're a better person to ask for this than I am. I would say like a good starter hot sauce is like sriracha for me is a good starter mm-hmm. hot sauce. That one is kind of... Uh, I think broadly appealing, kind of unobjectionable, and pretty mild on the spicy spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's a decent one to start with. I'm personally not a fan of the really liquidy hot sauces, like the oh, the, the crystal, uh, like, the like Tabasco. crystal and Tabasco. Yeah. Those are not my not my style of hot sauce. Me like neither, actually. I don't really like the super vinegar hot sauces. Um, yeah, I like something a little thicker, uh, a little. All bit right, more so I'm body. gonna here. I'm gonna give you what. Here's what you want to do: a Cholula. You want to get a Cholula? That's your starter. Put that on your nachos. Makes them a lot better. Very. You could have the simplest nachos in the world. Get a uh, tortilla chip. You melt some cheese on it. You put some Cholula on it. That's where you start. Then from there, then we're going to go to, say, a secret aardvark. Then you're going to be like, oh, that's now my new favorite hot sauce. That's a good one. And then I think, I think once you're there, now you're, now you're kind of in the world. Now you can kind of say like, okay, I'm at a three out of ten. I understand what this is. We go to something fun, like a, a fun one, like a mid, mid, medium heat hot sauce, like a Dirty Dicks, where it's like super flavorful, tastes like mangoes. That's kind of fun. Uh, but I feel like once you're in that world, now you can just start exploring and you can be like, okay, I get this heat level. 
And then maybe, maybe you get one of those novelty ones where it blows your brains out and you figure <laughs> out what that's all about and you scale it back and we go back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't recommend the novelty ones, frankly. <laughs> like, I think you do, it, you do it one time or a couple times if you like touching the fire, never learn. But then you know, <laughs> you know the scale of things. You know what a 10 is, you know what a 1 is, and you know when things fall in between. I feel, like, those, I feel like I feel like novelty. I feel like eating novelty hot sauce that's so hot that it's like that's its whole selling point. It's kind of like starting a business in that if you ask me if you should do it, I will say no, and then only the people that do it anyway are the people that should be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, the, this is your Jerry Seinfeld advice: don't become a comic, and then if you're if you're a comic after that, then you really deserved it. Is that something Jerry Seinfeld says? That's from the documentary comedian. Yeah, that's the oh, thing he says. God, did you just steal his advice? I've been giving people this advice for years. I thought I came up with that. No, that's from that's a Jerry Seinfeld thing. Uh, yeah, I don't think you even like Jerry Seinfeld. Are you upset with yourself? I don't. Well, I don't care for Jerry Seinfeld. I don't dislike the guy. You know, we could do an episode on him someday, but I haven't barely watched his show or have any opinions about him. Then we shouldn't do a show about him. If you don't even if you don't even care about him as much as you hate Garfield, then what's the point? Uh, yeah, At least Garfield, know. you have enough like pure hatred in your heart to do a whole episode. If it's just meh, Seinfeld, that's not much of an episode, now is it? I don't know. That was one of my that was one of my little my little aphorisms that I thought you know you would be would be remembered once I die. I'd be like, oh yeah, that guy Andy. He always used to say, if you want to start a business, don't. And then the people that still start a business it's are the just only ones that, that should have been in trying. Quotes, hyphen Andy Mangold hyphen Jerry Seinfeld. Damn it. Sorry. Hyphen Michael getting, Scott. Yeah, your tombstone got a little bit worse, but that's okay. It's still uh, it's still loosely related to you. All right, this episode's over. Go eat some hot sauce, people. 